0: We'll just continue to bless. I'd like to invite you to turn your Bibles to the book of Philippians in chapter 1. Philippians in chapter 1. <clears throat> Tonight we're looking at our 29th lesson in different teachings and doctrines of the Word of God. Tonight I believe one of the most important things that today's church can get a hold of, I believe is found in the Apostle Paul's verbiage of what it was that he was to do and what it is that we as the church is to do. The society in which we live today is a society of compromise. Everywhere you look, it's what it's all about. It's about compromise and inclusion. It is something that can bring about... Uh, good things, I would imagine, but also it is something that destroys the very fiber of what I believe God's Word would have His people to be. The Bible says in verse 7 of Philippians in chapter 1, as the Apostle Paul, as he is as he's bringing forth uh, an exhortation to the church at Philippi, He says, even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, ye all are partakers of my grace. In verse 17, again he makes this statement. But the other of love, and this is where we are, where I think I was the other day when we were dealing with uh, the, the strife and contention and things that are being brought out. He says of this here, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. I want to bring a message tonight simply entitled, The Defenders of the Faith. That's a... Uh, that's a teaching that all of God's people really need to get a hold of today. Compromise has filled today's modern pulpits with men who are willing to back off the Word of God. Men who are willing to compromise the truths just to make sure the pews are filled. You know, I've heard people say, well that kind of preaching just runs people off or or it's kind of hard to fill a church with that kind of preaching. But I'll tell you this, according to God's Word, I believe the Apostle Paul stated it very well, the main focus of the man of God and the people of God is to defend at all costs the gospel message and the very Word of God. This is one of the most primary uh, uh, things... That, God's people today need to focus upon. It was compromise in the 60's and 70's that brought about feminism which bred the, the uh, abortion act. It was, if you look up the, the word feminism and you work it, look those words up, it'll, it'll tell you exactly that that's what in the 60's and 70's is one of the byproducts of, of that error is abortion. Abortion and so-called women's liberation movements is what brought about, and it's all because of people begin to compromise on their values and upon their their God-given duty as humanity. Today, we still have problems, and, and as a matter of fact, it is because of uh, some of the things that took place in the 60s and 70s that today's society is in a place that's in today, the woke the woke generation. the one who is uh, in, wanting to include everybody and everything in the, the definition of marriage, whether it's uh, of animals or whatever it is. I mean, you have these, these individuals that even want to call themselves, uh, uh, cats, or or whatever it is. I mean, this is a generation that is being absolutely bombarded by by the secular world that has brought about a a complete breakdown of the moral fiber of humanity. Of what what I believe that we all often used to see back in the forties and fifties, and even in the earlier days of the eighteen hundreds in America where God's people were a people that were noticed because they were a different people. Today's society is so bent on inclusion and acceptance that they're willing to compromise on any and all matters just as long as we all feel accepted. Defenders of the faith. Today, if you will, if you will uh, notice some of the things that's going on in America. You notice some of the things that's, that's going on with the very breath of God as it is breathed upon a paper. And I know that as you look at the Word of God that we have today in the King James Version, We have the Word of God that is as far as we can tell is the Word of God for the English speaking people. And I know that, you know, as some people will go back, well, it's not the original manuscripts. No, it's not the original manuscript. But it is, this is the very closest thing that we have. And and according to God's Word, I mean, as you look at the original manuscripts, you look at the things that are brought out in the Word of God, and you, you find the King James Version where people today have something to hold on to have something to grab a hold of when you have all these other versions that are leaving out the virgin birth and all these things it changes it changes the wherewithal of the word of god to where it does not mean what it what it's supposed to mean what's so hard to understand about a young woman conceiving Now it's something of faith to get a hold and grasp the thought of a virgin conceiving. And that's what we see in the King James Version. When people lower standards only to compromise biblical norms, you begin to see a collapse of normal society and you begin to notice certain practices of biblical standards being set aside to accommodate all thoughts and all theories. There's a reason why that God says that, you know, if you change one, one part of my word... What does it say in the book of Revelation in chapter 22? He'll add all the plagues unto you. You know, I don't know what has happened to all the people that have, that have stopped and, and took the word of God and began to change it. I don't know what's happened to their lives or, or their children's lives or their grandchildren's lives. But this one thing I know, I know God says that His word will not return unto Him void. And what He says He will not change one bit. This is why we are to be that people who are the defenders of the faith. Defenders of the faith. You know, I said in my study, even this morning, as I had this outline written down earlier in the week, and I began to pray over it, and I began to search what what God's will would be, this one thought, I could not get off my mind, defenders of the faith what we are to be. One of the greatest teachings that you could get a hold of is understanding that God's word, you know, I've heard men say, well, you don't have to defend God's word. Listen, the Bible says, the apostle Paul said, I'm a defender of the gospel. I'm a defender of the word of God. I believe what God says here in his inspired word is that we are all to be defenders of the faith. Defenders of the faith. The first thing I want us to realize tonight, in order to have a a salvation, in order to have the the, the salvation that God says we can have, you have to defend the gospel message. It cannot be by works, it cannot be by our righteousnesses, it cannot be by the keeping of the law. The Bible says that that, that salvation belongeth to the Lord. The Bible says there's a way of salvation. There's a means by which men today are saved by the grace of God. And listen, that cannot be compromised. The Apostle Paul states in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. There is the kicker. Without believing, no one will ever be saved. But without believing, without hearing, they'll never be able to believe. That's the reason why today that salvation is not left up to the whims of an individual. Today, the hard shell will tell you that, listen, they're going to be saved. There's no sense in giving the gospel because they're going to be saved anyhow. That's not what God's word says, is it? God's word says you've got to spread the gospel. And that's the reason why in Matthew chapter 28, when he began to give the commission to the church, and he was giving it to the church then, he was given the commission to go you into all the world and preach the what? The gospel. Why? Because just like the apostle Paul stated, it was the power of God unto salvation to those that believe. Listen to it. I will not compromise on the gospel message. I will not compromise on the on the local church. I will not compromise on the word of God. This is what we need tonight. God's people all over America have been bombarded by compromise and it has weakened the church to such a degree that you're allowing everything and anything to stand behind the pulpit. There are churches today who are being vacated by their, by their congregants because that they're allowing homosexual preachers to come in and fill the pulpits. Folks, I want you to know something. The Bible says it's an abomination. That sodomite lifestyle, regardless of what you think about it, in this woke generation, they want you to accept it, but God's word says you cannot get by with it. I know Methodist people today that are leaving the Methodist church because of that very thing. Folks, I want you to know something today. We cannot compromise on the Word of God. You cannot compromise on the things that that make up the the house of God. and, And that is the salvation of the Lord. When the Apostle Paul stated in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 7 that he was at the defense and confirmation of the gospel, that word defense there is where we get the Greek word apologia. And it means to defend. It means to answer or reply of a reason or an accounting. That's what it means. confirmation is I want you to think about that. Don't you want a a, a stable environment when you come to the house of God? That's what you want. You don't want a congregation that's filled up with all kinds of change and not knowing from one Sunday to the next Sunday what we're going to do and how we're going to do it. Listen, you cannot compromise on the word of God. The Bible says, listen, we're not saved by the works of righteousness. Righteousness but were saved through the preaching of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. And according to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 4, the Bible states right there exactly what qualifies as the gospel message. It's the death, burial, and resurrection according to the scriptures, plus nothing and minus nothing. Listen, if you put anything else in there for salvation, if you put in your baptismal regeneration, your baptism for salvation, listen, it's the wrong type of gospel. If you put your works in there and you're turning over a leaf and, and living righteously from here on out, that's the wrong kind of gospel. In Galatians, in chapter 1, the Bible says, if any other, preach any other gospel, let him be a curse to you. People look at me and they say, well, you know, like I'm a stick in the mud because I don't associate with other denominations. I don't to get into this ecumenical movement. I've been invited many times before to, to join in this ecumenical movement. And, and even in Grayson, they, they were trying at the first of my ministry to ask me to come in and join the, join the band of brothers, they said. Folks, if they're preaching another gospel, what does the Bible I can't even bid them Godspeed. If there's a if they're teaching another truth a so called that that it perverts the gospel message. I can't even tell them God bless you. You understand that? That's that's Bible. That's the biblical truth. As a matter of fact, if you want to look at we'll go back to the book of Galatians here. And notice what it says about that one true gospel. In Galatians chapter 1 and verse 6, and this is one thing that you got to get a hold of because without the gospel message, you have nothing, you have no salvation. Without Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He says, I marvel that you are so soon shaken or removed from Him that called you unto the grace of Christ unto another gospel. I heard a man say one time, listen, they ain't no more gospels. Well, according to this here, there is what they call the gospel, which is a, a, a hope that is hopeless. That's what this is. He says, which is not another, but but there be some that trouble you who would do what? Pervert the gospel. There are those in our society today that are perverting the gospel and if we don't defend the gospel in this building, if this church does not defend the gospel in this house, listen, it's not going to be very long that anything and everything will be allowed to come in in the name of religion that's the reason why we've got to be careful, but the Bible says, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, then that which you have preached unto you, let him be accursed. That's Bible. Today, people will look at that and say, well, we don't want to say that. We don't want to do what the Bible says here because we've got to include Everybody. Well, the Bible goes on to say in verse 9, As we said before, so say I now again, If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. You've got to be a defender of the gospel. You've got to be a defender of the faith that was once delivered to the saints. The reason why today that so many churches are in so much disarray is because compromise has come in and they have bred the stench of idleness. Folks, we gotta be careful. Hebrews in chapter six, if you will, please. Hebrews in chapter six. Notice what it says here in verse 16. For men verily swear by the greater And an oath for confirmation is to them to an end of all strife. The Apostle Paul says, hey, I'm set for the defense and confirmation of the gospel. He's saying here, I want you to know I'm going to defend it at all costs. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath. You know what this is? This is God's counsel. This is the very breath of Almighty. Some will look at me and say, well, that's the King James Version. That's not hardly the breath of God. Listen, as far as we're concerned in the English-speaking world, this is the breath of God to us. And when you lose faith, listen, I've had men to tell me, listen, there's, there's problems with the King James Version. They'll say there's problems with every version that is written today. They'll say there's, there's errors in the Word of God. Folks, when you believe, when you began to distrust the Word of God, you have nothing to stand on. When you began to listen to the naysayers who want to discredit King James, regardless of who he was or what he was, you know this, he was obligated to pin down the writings of men of old for you and I to get a hold of. Folks, I want you to know something today. I trust, and if I didn't believe in the word of God, I wouldn't have anything to stand down. If I thought for just one moment that there was a mistake in it somewhere, where else would there be a mistake? Folks, I believe the Word of God and I have faith that this is the Word that God wants us to have tonight. And I believe we've got to defend it at all costs. God's Word declares the Gospel, but men have tried to compromise it by adding to it and taking away from it. The Gospel, the Bible teaches the gospel that the Bible teaches of is one of which leaves out the works of man. I said that a while ago. In 2 Timothy 1 and 9 down through verse 11 it talks about we're not saved by our righteousnesses. In Titus in chapter 3 the Bible says we're not saved by works but we're saved through the preaching of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, the Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith. And that's not even of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. You see, there's a reason why that salvation is of the Lord and salvation is not in the, in the water hole out here in, in the side of the creek. That's the reason why salvation is not something that you can live up. Listen, salvation is something that you live in. So many today want to say, Well, I've turned over a new leaf and I'm living righteous from here on out and I'm never going to sin again. Well, if you were able to do that, praise be to God, but no man's ever been able to do that. No man but Jesus Christ, the God-man. What kind of gospel do you stand for? Is it a so-called gospel you can be in charge of yourself? You know when you get into this, this thing of free willism and you get into some of the other denominations that want you to come up to a mourner 's bench and pray through, or they want you to uh, 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 live a, a certain lifestyle. Or they want you to be baptized in a, in a certain hole, in a certain church. They want you to give so much to, a, to the offering box. Folks, those are not ways of salvation. Again, the salvation that the Bible teaches is a salvation that offers eternal life for all who will come unto Him. The salvation that I speak of is a salvation that, that is held in, and held on to by God. You don't hold on to God, He holds on to you. you know, I've heard it said many times before I'm hanging on as tight as I can. I hope I don't let loose. Listen, that's not, no, that's not a salvation. Listen, the salvation I have, God's holding on to me. And there's no possibility that I can be lost. According to Romans in chapter 8, you read down through verse 28, down through verse 39, and there the Bible says there's nothing can take away that salvation. Nothing can separate you from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Folks, that means absolutely nothing because he goes into it. He talks about the fact that there's no creature. There's no even there's not even a part of creation that can rob you of your salvation. There's no height. There's no depth. There is nothing that can take away your salvation. That's the gospel that I defend tonight. That's the gospel I defend. May God help us all to realize that we need to be about the business of defending the gospel. Amen. Listen, if you're going to have anything, you've got to know that you've got to have what God says you can have. That's the only thing, that's the only salvation that God's word speaks of is the salvation that he gives. It's a salvation that, that, listen, it ain't up to your will, it's up to his will and he draws you unto himself. Folks, that's the the defense of the faith. That's the defense of the gospel. Now, Now, secondly, you know, there's another thing that I think plagues Many modern day churches, and it is a character problem. In many churches today, uh, people that are so-called saved live like the devil, but yet they're in church on Sunday morning to make things right. Folks, there's something wrong with that kind of salvation. Listen, I want you to know tonight that salvation that we need to talk about tonight is a salvation that changes character it changes lives. And folks, I want you to know something. That's the kind of salvation that I am want to talk about tonight. This is the defense of the gospel. We've got to defend the fact that we need to understand that there ought to be Christian character. Christian character. I know there's times in our lives when we backslide. I've been there. I was in a situation times before that, that listen, I was... I was in a situation where I, 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 I even doubted my own self until I went back to the cross where I was saved. The devil couldn't chase me no further and I began to fight back. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. You know, there was a time in my life when I wasn't a Christian that I needed to be. I didn't look like a Christian. People asked questions about my Christianity. But I'll tell you this there never was a time in my life that I didn't know that I was saved and there never was a time in my life when I was living in sin that the, that the God of heaven did not whip me all the way back to the cross there's not a time in my life when I was living in sin that I did not feel the chastening hand of almighty God upon me you see that's what real Christianity is Real Christianity does something to you. You can get out and sin, but yet if you're really saved by the grace of God, it'll make you miserable. It'll make you feel the guilt that the Holy Spirit presses upon you. You know, it's that Holy Spirit thing. (laughs) He lives inside. And listen, I want you to know something. The very moment that I began to think about a sin, He began to make a way of uh, escape for me. There were times I didn't want that way of escape. I'd done, I'd done it my way. And you know what that done? Put me flat on my back. You know what that done? That made me think about my family, losing my family. Listen, I want you to know something. The Christian character is something that ought to be defended. If you say you're saved by the grace of God, there shouldn't be a question at your funeral whether you're saved or not. Believe me. I have preached a lot of funerals. There's times in my ministry that the only thing I had to go on was a word. And then all you could do is preach the gospel to those that are left. Christian character. Philippians chapter 1, the Bible says, For the confirmation of the gospel, Philippians 1, seven. How is salvation confirmed? John chapter 15 says, God's people abide in the vine. God's people, listen, hey, I want you to know something tonight. You know, I know there's things that come up through the week, I know there's things that come up maybe even on Sunday night. But you know this. God's people have a longing to be in God's house. Amen? Have a longing to be with God's people. Have a longing to praise God. That's what good Christian character does. In John chapter 15 verses 1 through 11, it talks about the fact that we need to abide in the vine. You know what Christian character will do? It will make you abide in the vine. You've got to defend that thing. Listen to him. And if people say that they're saved, but yet they want to live like the devil, you can understand that that's a piece of fruit that's bad. It's got a bad place in it. You know what it's going to do? It's going to ruin the whole barrel. You take a you take an old tater. Now Stephen probably knows more about apples, but I know something about potatoes. And I know that if you got a bad potato in the bottom of a barrel, I'm telling you what, or in the middle of a barrel, it'll it'll make that whole thing around that thing bad. You reach in there one day and you squish between your fingers. You know it. That stench comes out of there. You know what? That's just like the the so-called Christian's life who's living in the world, living like the devil, it is a stench in the in the very nostrils of the Almighty. And and Paul says, Listen, we need to defend the Christian character. There's a certain way that Christians are supposed to act and are supposed supposed to carry themselves. Do people look at you and say, There goes a Christian? Confirmation of salvation is to be defended. At all cost, I do believe. In Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1, and I'm going to have to move to my last point here in just a moment, but look at this, Galatians chapter 5. Notice what it says here in verse 1. Stand fast, therefore in the liberty wherewith Christ have made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Now on over in verse 16 it says this I say then walk in the spirit. And ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the spirit. They're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings. All those things we see in a lot of so called churches today. You know why? Because nobody's defending the faith and preaching against sin anymore. There's the problem. Not only are they not preaching against sin, people don't care if they sin or not. There's the real problem. Folks, I'll tell you, God's people are to live in the Spirit. We're to live by the fruit of the Spirit. As it says in verse 22, we're supposed to have love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance. Temperance. You know what? Temperance is one of those things that too many people don't have nothing of. Temperance is a, a, a zeal, not... To live in something, it is temperance is something that you should uh, you should have in your life to keep you. In Psalm one nineteen eleven, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. You know what temperance will lead you to remember the the, the quotes of the Bible, the things of the verses of the Bible. The last thing I want to speak on tonight is simply we are to defend the Word of God. Now I spoke on this a little bit a while ago. Philippians 1 and 10, the Bible says that you may approve things that are excellent. God has provided for the English-speaking people the preserved Word of God in the King James Version. Other translations change the whole meaning of certain portions of the Bible which destroys the integrity of the gospel. It destroys the integrity of Christian living. We are dealing with the very voice of God breathed tonight. Notice how God reacts to someone changing what he has voiced to us and this is again this is not the original manuscripts no it's not but this is the word of God that came from it and that's the word that you're supposed to really believe in in Revelation chapter 22 I I, I mentioned this a while ago but here the Bible says this In verse 18, uh, now think about this now. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in the book. Folks, I don't know about you, but that, that kind of scares me. To, you go back and you look at some of the plagues that were in the book i don't want to mess with god's word i don't want to take a, I, don't, I don't even want to take a chance on misquoting it that's the reason why sometimes I'll start to quote something and i'll stop and I say no let's go back there because I do not want to mess that up. You know why because I don't want to add anything to it and I don't want to take anything away from it. You got to defend the old book. This is the book that god's given us. This is the book that you've got to live by. This is the book that you got to die by. This is the book that has to to be in your lives daily because this is the book that leads the way of life. Deuteronomy in chapter 4, and I'm going to come to a close here in just a moment. You notice I didn't tell you exactly how long. I'm trying to learn a good lesson. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 1. I get my page opened up here. Now the Bible says here in verse 1 of Deuteronomy in chapter 4, we'll read down through verse 8 real quick. The Bible says, Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you, for to do them that you may live. And go in and possess the land which the Lord God your fathers giveth you. You shall not add unto the word which I command you. Neither shall you diminish aught from it that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. You know a lot of times people look and they'll they'll hear you say that and they say, well it ain't too bad to keep the Ten Commandments. Listen, this whole book is a command of God. It's not just the Ten Commandments. The law... The whole book is to be be adhered to. I'm not going to read the rest of this, but listen, take time to read that. He says, behold, I've taught you the judgments and the statutes. Listen, don't do away with his words, what he's saying. Deuteronomy 12 and 32, the Bible says, What things soever I command you, observe to do it, thou shalt not add thereunto nor diminish from it. I mean all through the Word of God you hear the voice of God saying, Listen, don't you add to this book. Don't take away from it. You know what they're doing in all the other transliterations and all the other other, uh, passages of Scripture that are uh, so-called Bibles. Just like I said a while ago, they took the virgin... uh, the virgin birth out of out of the Bibles. Out of the new translations, there's no virgin birth. Well, what's so hard to get a hold of the fact that a young woman conceives? Like I said, it's a it's it takes faith to believe that a virgin conceived, though. You know what this whole book's about? This whole book's about faith. Believing. That's the reason why that the apostle Paul said, I am set in defense of the gospel and confirmation of his word. Today Matthew chapter 5 says not one jot nor tittle. Not one jot nor tittle. Listen, defend the word of God. You need to defend your Christian character and you need to defend the way of the gospel cause listen if you're if you're in a place that's teaching some other means by which men today may be saved. You're in the wrong place. Hey, folks, that's simple as that. You're in the wrong house if you're, you're, you're in a place that teaches baptismal regeneration or works for salvation or paying your way through or praying your way through. You're in the wrong place. Listen, that's the reason why that I believe the Apostle Paul was so... I, I wonder today... What the Apostle Paul would say if he saw what was going on in America's churches. Folks, I want you to know something today. Defend the fact that you're Christians and do so with the righteous living. Listen, be godly. Defend the faith. Defend, listen, you defend the Word of God, you defend this body, you defend this church. Because this is one of those old typey church. This is an old type church, but I want you to know something. How many generations would it take to lose everything we've got here to have what other churches have? It wouldn't take, but I think I, they say two generations. And you've lost everything. That's the reason why that we need to teach these young people. That's a reason why we need to lead them in the right way. That's a reason why we need to do with our young people. Because if you don't, that old dark world out there will it'll take it every time. And all they're doing just waiting on you to offer up your children. Listen, defend the faith. Be a